Welcome back to Damon All the Hell. I'm Kelly Gibson, and I'm excited about today's show because we have a different kind of guest with us today. We have an activist comedian with us, and it's going to be really funny. And I'm Tracy Dietz, and I'm very excited to have Brooke Cardis join us. We all need more humor in our life, and today is a great day to have her join us as a guest. Lots of fun stuff to talk about today. But before we get to Brooke, a pretty cool thing happened on Capitol Hill last week. Senator Tammy Duckworth of Illinois had a baby. For those of you that are not familiar with Senator Duckworth, she is an Army veteran. She had a really high rank in the Army, and she is a double amputee. She suffered an injury and lost both her legs. And since then, she's come back, and she ran for Senate, and she's up. Uh, is she up for re-election this year? Or she was? I think she's in her first term. Anyway, she's just had her second baby. And the rules of the floor of the Senate basically has said before this moment that you cannot bring a child with you to votes. But the Senate had their in session right now. Obviously, there's a lot going on in Washington right now with votes, and she didn't want to miss it. So 10 days after giving birth, there was votes. And all the senators unanimously voted to change the rules so that new mothers who are also sitting senators can bring children under the age of the one with them to the floor to vote. huge bipartisan support. That is amazing. I took my child to work, both of my kids actually, to work on more than one occasion when they were infants. In fact, my first kid, Addison, I took to the campaigns and elections office and would just nurse in the office like three weeks after she was born because I didn't take maternity leave because I didn't have time. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. And I would take Charlie to conferences. I would take Addison to conferences. It's awesome to have that opportunity. It's sort of another interesting side conversation about if you, as a woman of childbearing years, decide to be an elected member of Congress, that you don't really, depending on what's going on, that you may not have the chance to have any sort of leave. In fact, there's some royal, not in England, but some other place, who is having a baby and is taking maternity leave, and she'll be the first ever royal to take maternity leave. But if you're going to have to do your job right after you have a baby, the least you can fucking do is bring your baby with you. And Senator Durbin, who's the senior senator from Illinois, said after the rule was changed that it'll do us some good every once in a while to see a pacifier next to the ink wells on our desks or a diaper bag. And Senator Jim Inhofe from Oklahoma quipped back, they don't use diaper bags anymore. They're disposable diapers now. (laughs) Like... He didn't remember what a diaper bag was. Well, he's got 20 kids and, tw- and grandkids. <laughs> like, so maybe it was just like a senior moment. I don't but know. It's I, a pretty I don't funny think he thing. was actually trying. I don't think. I think. He, I don't think he was trying to be a jerk. I think he was just being like, they you use don't disposable ones because now. They used to like. There were literally diaper bags that you would put. Oh, I know. Dirty diapers in, and then take them and wash them in the washing machine. All my kids so. were in cloth diapers. I washed them at home and hung them on the line to dry. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. And I also breastfed till like 14 months. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm a hippie from Tacoma Park. Yeah. Fucking (laughs) cloth diapers. That is so hard. It was, yeah, it was a lot of work. But those things literally stay in landfills forever for 100 years or something. They're the least disposable. The least biodegradable product. Anyway, so... Wow, you're making me feel like an asshole. <laughs> Congrats. I mean, God. your kids are old now, so you didn't know, you know? Even if I did, I was still going to use disposable diapers. No, we used to get... So at one point, when there was a lot of diapers, you would put the dirty ones out. Somebody else would take what them would away and wash them. What would you do with the them. poop? Well, you remember, and this is probably getting a little too much information for our listeners, but breast milk poo, it disintegrates in right. water. So it's like you just put those straight in the washing yeah, machine. Yeah, but they Nothing probably happens. started eating solids at four months. 
Yeah, six months. But I think then you just dump it into the toilet. I mean, I still wipe my kid's ass. I've been I'm elbows deep in shit for like the better part of a decade. So it's yeah. like it's not that, you yeah, know, it's like whatever. But I do think that it's amazing that women will have this chance. It'll be interesting to see if men sitting senators whose wives are of childbearing years who have kids ever bring their little babies to the floor to vote. Like if the wife has a, you know what I mean? The kid gets sick, the wife's got a job, the yep. dad's got a job. His job happens to be voting on the floor. The My other interesting... Greg has taken Charlie today. Yeah. <laughs> She's actually at his office because she's sick and sick. go to school. Yeah. The other interesting thing is there are rules that prohibit staff from taking care of kids. So you couldn't leave the baby up with your scheduler. Yeah, but you know what would be great is if they actually had a daycare in mm-hmm. both Congress and Senate. Yeah, let's bipartisan lobby for that, you and me. Also, we're not going to talk about it long because everyone's talking about it, but Kate Middleton gave birth to another baby boy yesterday hey. and had a glam squad. Pictures, she looked amazing after six hours of giving birth. I looked like I got hit by a truck six hours after I gave birth. But Really? Did you have hard? Uh, so hard. Oh. Like I was in active labor for 36 hours with Gareth. Oh, wow. Yeah, pushed for four and a half. Then yeah. ended up in the OR with a C-section. Yeah. No, oh. it was a lot. That, there were a lot yeah. of work. Yeah. So but I anyway. didn't have all that. Yeah. I looked great after my kid was born. I got you some great pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I pushed that shit out and we were ready to go. So yay for moms. Okay, so let's bring Brooke into the show. You know, we're always trying to find people with serious perspectives on life and interesting points of view. And we have the opportunity and the honor to be joined today by an old friend of mine, a high school friend who is an activist comedian. We grew up together in Buffalo, New York, and now she lives in Ohio. And she has taken a liking to poking fun at politics, which is, of course, what we do all the time here. She pokes fun at a bunch of other stuff, too. And thanks for joining us, Brooke Cardis. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on. Awesome. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are. Yeah, so I am a comedian, an activist, and an attorney. I live in Columbus, Ohio. For everyone who left their swing states and went to the coasts, we miss you. Come <laughs> come back. Come back and vote. So I am here doing the work that you left. There's still stuff to do in Muncie, Cheryl, so come back. But I love it. It's fantastic. My latest album just came out. It debuted as number one on iTunes. It's called I Have Straight Friends and Other Confessions. <laughs> I think, Kelly, you are one of those straight friends. So Yay! congratulations. <laughs> There's only four. Yeah. So you know what I mean? It's a short list. Wow. I got to try to get on this list by the end of this episode. There is probably no way that's going to happen, but we'll try. We'll see. I think you can get there. Two of the spots are taken by my mom and my sister. Yeah. Okay. I'm a good Republican. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sometimes. So are, so are they. <laughs> I did. I listened to that. I was just telling these guys that I listened to Brooks' album yesterday when I was on the road for travel, and it's hysterical. Everyone should listen. I mean, don't listen if you are at all squeamish or sensitive about anything about lesbian sex. But other than that, it's great fun. <laughs> but the funny thing is, Brooke does this whole bit about water parks. And recently for spring break, I took my family with my girlfriend Sarah and her family to this place called Massanutten, which is in Virginia. <laughs> and it's the largest indoor water park on the East Coast or something. That's and like it the was fancy so, Great Wolf Lodge, Yeah, right? but it was so fucking disgusting. I mean, it really is just acres and acres of indoor warm water and shit yes. tons of children. Right. Yeah, and you're just... You absolutely uh, have E. coli. Yeah. There's just not even a <laughs> question in my mind. I mean, isn't the whole thing that, like, urine is actually clean, though? It's sterile. <laughs> it's not clean. I think well, there's a the difference. difference? I don't know. I don't know. We need a doctor on the podcast. My thing with water parks is that there are so many opportunities for water that isn't in a park, that isn't like a poop wave pool. (laughs) 
Like I just can't. And then you're just surrounded. And again, I don't have kids. So when I go to these, yeah. it's usually I'm I'm, I'm sorry. couples. Yeah. And they're like, let's get after it at the water park. <laughs> and I'm like, that is, I don't want a $40 Bud Light. Like that's just not how I want to party. For a second when you said there's just couples and let's get after it at the water park, I thought you meant naked getting after it, which is even oh. more disgusting to me somehow. No, like tankini getting yeah. after it. <laughs> the worst. Wait, there are people going to water parks that don't have children? Brooke, that's, Brooke Cardis. Oh, okay. Yes. Sorry, I didn't hear the water park bit. Okay. Usually they're yeah. lesbians. Are they usually lesbians? We move in packs, so yeah. <laughs> well, what's the thing with water park? It's just fun? You just like the water parks? No, I have been, like, I have dated multiple women and our relationship, the crux of our breakup has usually <laughs> revolved around their love of water parks and, like, wanting to go as a fun activity. <laughs> and, and me being like, I will do anything else. I will go hiking. And that's saying a lot for me. And it's an Ohio oh thing God. is what Brooke says on the album that apparently, like, yeah. it's an Ohio thing to, like, water parks. Maybe does, it's because it's so fucking cold there all the time. Does Cedar Park have a water park? Cedar, Cedar Point. Point. Yeah, Cedar Point. Yeah, Heck yeah, it okay. does. Of course it does. Yeah. And here's the problem. You are close to a coast, so you really have no excuse to go to <laughs> an park. indoor water space. Yes. Right. Like, ew. <laughs> I mean, I think the kids become the excuse, right? I mean, my kids were like pigs and shit in that place. I mean, they were literally children they and shit. It. But yeah, yeah, they loved it. Mine were too, but yeah. I just got drunk. <laughs> well, like, I didn't get in the water. It's my like, husband's like, we should get in the water. I'm like, it's only like 3,000 square feet. I don't have to leave. I can see them. Why would I get off my ass and get in the water? Right. Like, you were drunk. It was a Monday. Kid. You're drunk. Yeah. It's a water park. It was also it's in February. <laughs> it's not exactly in swimsuit season. Right. Your, I'm white. Your jazz was not ready There's for a lot the of white. jazz. It was yeah. not ready. Well, you know. Listen to Brooke's album. She's got a lot to say about bikinis, <laughs> about too. It's a real moment. I have to go moment. download yeah. this right now. Um, I mean, <clears throat> lots of talk about lips, and you can decide which one. Okay, so let's get back to what we talk about here on this podcast, which is politics and women. And in trying to figure out how to bring Brooke into this conversation, we wanted it to be broad enough that we could be highly inappropriate, but still sticking to current events like we do. And there was an article in HuffPost, I know, those of you haters that don't think HuffPost is real news, fuck y'all very much. But so it was in HuffPost. And Ivana has finally come out and wanted to say a little something about her ex. And Ivana, who used to be like drop dead, mm, she's is hurting a little bit the way she looks. She's you 80. That oh, she is not she's 80. She's 70. Really? She's got to be 70. Yeah, you, you can't be judgmental. No, you can't be judgmental of a woman that's 70. What? I mean, come on. I'm judgmental she's of everybody. Trying- that's a problem. <laughs> You're not supposed to be the judgmental one. You, you are? are the inclusive one. <laughs> Republicans are supposed to be the assholes. Yeah. Come on. Okay. Brooke, she's what? actually 69. Oh, okay. So See? Basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks oh, for fact checking. We got a fact checker. Wow, this, this is amazing. Great. A comedian and a fact checker. So <laughs> she, Ivana just said men have a hard time keeping their zippers up. Like, hard stop. That was just, like, that's her thing. So I don't think that's entirely true. I think there are plenty of men that can keep their dicks in their pants. I mean, lately it seems like n- not as much, right? I'm going to let Brooke go and see what Brooke <laughs> well, I mean, Brooke, I, I haven't yeah, seen Brooke a dick doesn't in love days, dicks, yeah. But I, but I got to tell you. Did you say in days? <laughs> yes, I did. Um, <laughs> so here's my thing about this whole situation is I feel like, her language around it being, well, they just can't help it. That's the boys will be boys, but for adult men. And I don't understand that. I don't understand. Like, I'm not just throwing around my labia wherever I feel like it. And I'm surrounded by gorgeous women, sturdy, Midwestern, gorgeous women. So it's really alarming to me that this is, and I think it comes along with, right, she talks about 
Donny J's yeah. affair as with well. Aubrey O'Day. I mean, did we know that? Did yeah, you... she was very pretty. She was, was? in love with. Is him. she dead? No, no, no. Oh. She sorry. She is. She is very pretty. <laughs> sorry. She is. She's very pretty. She's very smart. She's a Aubrey very good O'Day? pop star. Yeah, I she, she's lovely. smart. Oh yeah. You didn't answer the question by saying, "Oh yeah." <laughs> I guess to me, it's just a huge cop-out. And I don't think it's necessarily, I think that could be a generational thing. Because I've talked with a lot of older women in Ivana's generation. And a lot of them, when things like this come out, they're like, oh, well, men just can't help it. I'm like, what? what is wrong with and we wonder the why we have a problem. Yeah. No, but I yeah. think they can help it, and I think right. they choose to have affairs. I mean, I think mm-hmm. men can choose not to. They are capable of doing so. I do not think that every man is trying to sleep with me. Every I th- other. I don't. I don't actually think that. And sometimes that bites me in the ass. But most when of the time, I don't think men are actually trying to sleep with me all the time. <laughs> I think men are constantly trying to sleep with me. But let me prove my point. <laughs> so... I identify as queer, which is really confusing for a lot of folks. But that means every 10 years, I date a man to just see if anything's <laughs> changed. And let me tell you, nothing has changed. It was really disappointing. But for me, I have a really interesting view into men. Oftentimes, I'll be hanging out with a group of dudes who just assume they don't have a chance with me. And they kind of they pull back the curtain and they talk about women in front of me like I'm one of them. And it's gross. Question mark. It's disgusting. Yeah. Well, I mean, for every 10 where it's disgusting, there's one that's like extremely respectful. And that's the one that I would want to go out with, right? Like that's the one where you're like, oh, wow, you treat women like humans. Yeah. But I am constantly disappointed by how few of those men are out there. See, so I, I think, think maybe they're think not I... terrible people. I think maybe just the culture says like it's more fun to be that way in a group of your peers. If they totally. were home and writing in their diary as if that would ever happen, it would maybe <laughs> not be so terrible. But yeah. the question in the Trump family. So all the men in the Trump world have fucked around. Obviously, we know Donald is incapable of keeping his penis in his pants. The big one. The big Donald, not the big penis. And and the little Donald, <laughs> who, I don't know how big he's fucked around. And it, it didn't come out that Ivanka's husband was cheating on her? Mm-mm. No? Jared Kushner? Yeah. No. Are we, are we sure? Yeah, I don't think he's he been has super a quiet lately. Like, he, <laughs> I don't think he? he has a penis. So I don't think that's, that's fine. He I is think under produces like a starfish by like budding. <laughs> <laughs> because there's just no other way that happened. Oh like, uh, have you seen his tiny pear head? Like, there's no way Jared Kushner is pleasing anyone. I just can't put it together. Oh anyway, my God, I'm really trying um, hard not no, to laugh God. in this microphone. <laughs> oh my God. But I think that's what's interesting is you say, like, we have seen Donald Trump, all of these affairs, right? And what an amazing double standard for someone in the Trump family to have all these multiple affairs and still be backed by evangelicals and to still be backed by Christians, even though he has done all these incredibly, what is looked at in our culture as terrible things. Yeah, so Tracy and I spent a lot of time in in this podcast talking about evangelicals because they're just such confusing humans. the evangelicals. One episode, Tracy loves him, and then the next episode, she apologizes to him, and then she's mean to him, and then she apologizes to him, and then she loves him. I just wish they were consistent. (laughs) I'm actually fine with their beliefs if their beliefs were consistent. I mean, at least Catholics are consistent across the board on everything. Yeah. yeah. And the evangelicals are not. I do want to go back to the point, though, on the whole men thing, because I really think that I hate hates when we pick on men. I don't hate when you pick on men, but I think that I hang out with clearly much better men than you guys do. <laughs> you do think They're... Democratic men are worse than Republican men. I mean, oh, I, I want to hear why. I want to know why you think this. Like, I really do. 
It could be that Democrats are more outwardly disrespectful to women because they feel like they can be because they are on the progressive side of things. And Republicans are more quietly disrespectful and it's not quite as obvious. Yeah, I mean, the really shitty things that have happened to me tend to come from the Democratic side more than the Republican side. And I am not saying that Republicans are innocent at all. Well, we all know that. Um, I've most certainly yeah. been left out of meetings here and there, not, not as much frequently. But it's worse for me. Like, it was worse on, I think, on the Democratic side. I don't know why. I mean, I think it's part of it is that they feel like they have an excuse to do whatever they want because they're technically on Yeah, I do think Democrats side. sometimes say, fuck manners. Like opening doors for, you know, somehow making right. men have a particular role what? in a Open society. Open the goddamn door for me. No, fuck you. I got, I got arms and fingers and yeah, muscles. I, I do. Open the fucking You're door. right. And yeah. I could open the door, but yeah. fuck you. Open the goddamn door. Why? Because this is some because like weird standard about no. like gender roles. And I do think I, Democrats are like, fuck open the, the door. Roles. Buy my fucking dinner too. All right. I let's could let Burke get an award like, wise. <laughs> I feel like when I was in law school, I had a crash course in Republican men and I find them really fascinating. And I, I have Republican male friends. I have two of them from law school and they're delightful gentlemen. But when we became friends, they were scared of me. <laughs> because you're queer. Because you fuck well, mostly because, like, women, they, but every now and again a man right. and you have a well, you're, you're you they just couldn't yeah, figure it out. Yeah. They were just and and that fear was respectful fear. Like they're mm-hmm. like, I don't want to screw up and say the wrong thing. And then as we got to know each other, we developed this relationship where they could be like, hey you use the word queer to identify yourself. I can't use that word. What does it mean? <laughs> or like one of them asked me, like, I don't think bisexuals are real. And I was like, have a seat. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? like, and I think sometimes, not always, sometimes men on the liberal side of things come in like these wokey woke liberal white yeah. boys who yeah. think they know everything. But they and know I think shit. that can happen. Yeah. 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 Because the funny thing about the way men in, so all three of us are, you're in your 30s, right, Breck? You're like mm-hmm. early 30s. So we're like inside of a decade of time. And all these boys were raised similarly when we were kids without partisan standards, right? So even if you came from a Democratic household or a Republican household, boys will be boys and locker room talk and mm-hmm. throwing around jokes just for a laugh and not worrying about the sensitivity of the people around you and all that sort of shit. Like they were all raised that way. So they come into their adult life and they try to rectify the way they were raised with the kind of person they want to be, that's probably a really hard journey. I know it's hard on the feminist side. Obviously, I've struggled a lot with that growing up in a conservative household and now being this rowdy feminist Democratic operative. They don't remedy, you know what I mean? And Brooke, you probably yeah. got some of that shit too. But yeah, I'm everything my mom feared <laughs> in one in one. But package. why can't you like, be both? both I what? donated to like a pro-choice thing this morning. Like I'm really just stressing her out today. But <laughs> Well, Wait till I, she listens I, to the pod. Oh my gosh, she won't. She can't. She won't. Oh my god, I I'll have Marsh won't. collar up. <laughs> but I do think that's real. We have to remember the other side of things. I saw a lot of this in law school, and I'm sure Tracy, you've seen this as well. Like there's a lot of pressure on men to find a wife and settle down and provide, and all the masculinity theory like that weighs on men too. And I think we would be one-sided to not say that there is a ton of pressure on men for a, a lot of other things to have emotions, but only anger. Yeah. Anger is the only yeah. emotion you're allowed to have that's negative. And now so, I'm raising these two little male humans. Which are the cutest things. They're ever. awesome. You know, if I do say so myself, they're turning out to be very woke they're motherfuckers awesome. at little ages. But, you know, like I, we talk a lot about all that stuff. I reflect on the way my brother was raised and I was raised. I mean, my brother and I had different chores. He had the garbage and I had the laundry. We had different drawers of food. He had the not diet cookies. I had the diet cookies, like literally in wow. different drawers of food. And I think that there is a 
there was a way that things were really done and there's a new way of things being done. And, you know, like hopefully when our little people are professionals and there's some another douche hat in the oval, they just don't fuck porn stars as much. Yeah, I got nothing on that. <laughs> yes, you should not fuck the porn stars. Don't fuck the porn stars. And I mean, if you office. want to fuck the porn stars and yes. it's in the line of your non-monogamous relationship and you have a really great like relationship where you're coming back and being like, hey, I fucked this porn star and let's talk about it. I'm like really, really for it. But like if that's not part of your contract and your relationship, then like don't fuck the porn stars. Polyamory. We've talked about that in here yeah, too. I also yeah. feel like that's not great for presidents <laughs> to do that even if Polyamorous it was. presidents. I don't know. Oh, no, true. I, yeah. Uh, it would oh. be. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't, I, I like think the a lot of lifestyle. You do. Oh, you like, fine. yeah, yeah. Well, you don't, Here's but you don't, you don't have a problem with the gays. I don't. I don't no. have a problem with any of it. I don't have a problem with the polyamory lifestyle. I, I just. Here's the thing about it. It takes up a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm serious. Like you have to, not only are you hooking up with someone else, but then you have to have multiple conversations with your partner about it. I don't know a lot about the president's schedule. Y'all probably know a lot more. But, like, that's not written into your morning briefing, right? Like, you can't be like, hey, I have to go talk to my partner for a while, like, just about what I did last night. And they're like, you have to go uh, to Yemen. So, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't think, like, it's, that's my thing. It's like, do you have the time commitment to be open? Probably not. Maybe just focus on the presidency for four well, years. And then, yeah. like, do, you do you, boo. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. President, you do you, boo. Sincerely, Brooke Cardas. All right. <laughs> I think Tracy has some questions for Brooke. Yeah. So, I, uh, some of these are serious and some of them aren't. Actually, most of them are serious. Oh, but not all. Okay. So we've been talking about women and women's issues. So I'm just curious, what do you think is the biggest issue facing women today? I or, think, or I should uh, say the biggest challenge facing yeah, women. I think women's health care and access to reproductive justice are the biggest issues. So healthcare in general. So obviously not just abortion and contraceptive care, but access to health in general. So what we see, Ohio is number two in infant mortality in the country. So that really just hits home for me. I think about it a lot. And a lot of that comes with women's postnatal care and the access they have to health care, regular health care, advice, everything else. And I think it is the biggest issue. As somebody who didn't have health care briefly and who's struggled through that as a freelance artist, it is a lot of work. It is a lot of work to stay covered. And it is really scary when you're not. And I consider myself someone who is remarkably middle class. Like Kelly, I was raised wanting nothing. So for me, as a white woman to struggle through this system, who has a pretty good idea of how the bureaucracy works, I can't imagine coming in with any sort of setbacks, any sort of struggles additionally to what I have that, I mean, it would be impossible. So I think that's probably like the scariest and biggest thing we need to tackle. And I think we're making progress on it, but not quickly enough. So did the Affordable Care Act help? Absolutely, yes. And it's really changed. I think a lot of, in our generation, there's a huge gig economy, right? We see that. But a lot of that happens behind the scenes. And for me as an artist, if I didn't have the Affordable Care Act, I couldn't really be doing this. And it's not an issue in other countries. There's not this hang up of, can I follow my dreams while also making sure I get checked for cervical cancer every year? That's a serious thing and that I care about that, you know, so I think it's something in the back of my head. It's always ever present. And I know a lot of people in my generation think about it and are affected by it a lot. 
It's very serious. Yeah. Well, we it's also know what, yeah. Well, let's all reelect Sherrod Brown to the Senate yes, in Ohio. Sherrod Brown. Yeah, because he's he'll help that. Yeah. All right, Tracy. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so on a lighter note. <laughs> Name one thing you like about President Trump. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. You first. <laughs> oh, it's going to be easy for Tracy. <laughs> taxes. Yeah, no, ta- I love the tax plan. <laughs> Yay, taxes. Okay, okay. Until April but, okay. when I realized next year that it totally <laughs> fucked me in the ass. But maybe not. I don't know. It could, it's good. It could be great. I, I will say this, and I don't know if this is Kelly's answer, too, but I appreciate how much I have had to learn. <laughs> I'm not kidding. When I walked into this administration, into this time when I was crying on election night. Yeah, don't even get me started. PTSD. I don't know. I don't know. So much champagne. <laughs> Sad champagne, too, which is the worst kind. <laughs> Celebrating our doom. Yeah. I did not give as much thought to what was happening in the Middle East. Frankly, I didn't know anything about it. And I remember when... Trump started making moves with the embassy in Jerusalem, I dug in and I was like, what is happening? I don't even know. How bad is that as a lawyer, as an American who considers herself pretty educated and very lucky to be this educated? Am I walking in to have a conversation about the conflict in the Middle East and know nothing? Mm -hmm. So I think he has woken up a lot of people, people like me, who even though we're in a marginalized group like the LGBTQ community, I'm on the upper echelon of privilege in that group. And things like the trans military ban, I had to do my homework. Mm. I think that is morally wrong to ban a group of people from serving our country. But that's not enough of an argument or, you know, for a lot of folks. So what are the real reasons? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think like, that's (laughs) right. right. Yeah. What are the things that I didn't really know a lot about? And it's actually forced me to be a more active and more engaged person and not just come in and say, oh, you're wrong. Because that's not a conversation I want to have with a Republican or a conservative. I want to come at it from, this is such a small percentage of people serving. This barely affects the bottom line. Look at this. Details and facts. Trans veterans, we have a higher rate, five times higher rate of trans veterans than the general population. We're not serving them. Why not? These are the issues I would have not even thought about because I was so in my own brain and I was so myopic and so I would say complacent for the last eight years. You your, know, and that those it was easy. Yeah, your answer is way better than mine. But my the one thing that I love about Donald Trump, Stormy fucking Go. Daniels, Stormy <laughs> fucking Daniels. I do love. Like, I'm obsessed what do you with love her. About her. Her latest film. Oh, or like, no, I mean I haven't I haven't watched it yet. Although we are going to put together a Dame It All to Hell fangirl front row seat when she comes and reopens the cloakroom here, which is a strip club yeah. right down from the White House, on her Make America Horny Again tour. But I think that I love that she has figured out how to make her old ass porn star relevant in a national conversation. Is I just she think, old? How old is she? I mean, that's what I said last time. She's anywhere between 32 and 65. I don't really know because I think <laughs> a medical science has helped her look young. But I think she is saying this guy's a douche and he's a not a good guy. And I may be a porn star, but there's a place for me in this narrative. And she's my hero. She's 39. I fucking love her. 39? Oh, oh, fuck. She looks so much older than that. Sorry, Stormy. Love you still. God, okay. you are so Wait, judgmental. Don't you think she looks older than 39? No, I think every between 30 and 50, like everybody looked the That's what I just said. She's anywhere between 30 and 65. I that you are like 10 years younger than me, but that is whatever. Such, such bunk. 
nonsense. All that I'm only Botox seven years younger than you. All right. Botox. I feel like I'm very excited. I did not know about your passion for this, <laughs> I'm Kelly, and I'm real jazzed about yeah, it. No, I do. She's the best. I love it, and I she, love that she's owned what she does yeah, for a living, yep. which like she's, sex workers never do. And yeah, they should. Well, they should organize and unionize, and they should get health care and tax coverage. Yes. But I think that there is something about she spent the last ten years figuring out how to be the leading female director of adult movies and I'm like you get after it and she's like suing the motherfucking president yep. we all wish yeah. we could do that which is amazing I all can't right. believe totally. she only took $130,000 out of the gate though and now she's to be quiet he's suing her for 20 million now yeah he's yeah. that's what I don't understand because she like, broke I, her silence yeah you know, but she, he has to but now he has to actually release the contract that there was Danny the, Danielson the, or whatever his right. name is in that bullshit he, he yeah. has to release it <laughs> yeah. to actually prove that she broke it and they're not yeah, going to release that they're not going to release it because then it's proof yeah, that he's a uh, pussy with a small penis God. I hate that guy all right don't say that that's don't don't talk about pussies that way <laughs> oh, that's very rude Fuck. I feel like I the only thing I want to know I just want to know I want to see a dick pic. I do. No, like, it's no. really bad. Oh, I, I want to see this. the video too. I'm oh my curious. God. I talked we talked about Kelly this in here. We were like, I'm if curious. it came out, would you watch the president yes. having sex with Stormy Daniels? I, totally would. I just don't think I would. I'm curious. I, just, okay. I don't even like to see him with his clothes on. Here's the thing. There's no way. I'm sorry. All of this. There's no way. All of this is going down because of normal sex. <laughs> because of normal missionary <laughs> P and V sex. I'm sorry, P it's not sex. happening. That's what we call we it, P and V. We do think so, maybe it's anal. We've talked about it, that in here before too. Oh no, like it's, oh that's I mean, whatever. That's not even that big of a deal. Come on, he's it's, getting pegged. He's getting some. I mean, there is some shit going down. I I, I can't. I don't even I mean, know if all of our no listeners way. know what pegged. Means. I don't think I know what that is, but I, I think I'm just gonna have to look it up later. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, Tracy, you can tell me when the microphone's not wow. running. But yeah, I do think that it'll be an interesting thing. All right, Tracy needs last. I love that the Republican knows more about dirty sex than the Democrat. Well, I know a lot about you, Republican, and it doesn't <laughs> exactly yeah, it doesn't <laughs> fall in line with your partisanship, my friend. All right, I got one more really dumb question. Okay, and then we can wrap this up. Okay, if you were a vegetable, what would it be and why <laughs> oh my gosh that is like the easiest question oh, for me oh Ooh. i just had a really weird dream about squashes <laughs> and i think i would be a squash like one of those narrow fit yellow squashes you know what i mean <laughs> not those fat I, squashes no not a fat squash i'm very fit but i feel like i would grill up really nice I'm really versatile <laughs> Summer's my favorite, but I'm good year round. Yeah, I oh, think that's yeah, nice. that's a good answer. That's a good that is answer. Awesome. Yeah, Brooke is like a badass spin instructor too, so she spends a lot of time fitting up herself. Yeah, follow her on Instagram. What's your thing? Not gay isn't happy not, with an underscore between each one. Not gay isn't happy, and she posts a lot of things. Not gay isn't happy, and then she says gay isn't fuck you, which is like my favorite <laughs> thing awesome. oh, yeah. ever. Not, not gay isn't happy, but queer isn't fuck you. Queer isn't fuck I'm very you. approachable, yeah. and I definitely want my mom to love me. Okay. Well, I thank you for. You. Oh, okay. I want to ask you, what vegetables would you be? Now I want to know. I would be a habanero because I am hot <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> I think I'm a carrot. I think I'm like, you know, I'm reliable, but I they got a little bite. Mm-hmm. And I come in a lot of colors. Aww. And I'm tall and lean. And I'm, I'm useful. I'm a very useful person. That's nice. I'm a carrot. Yeah. Yeah, I feel purple, like purple carrot. habanero because um, everybody can't take <gasps> Take me. you. That no, is. Um, I feel like maybe you I'm thought a, about that, Tracy. I'm a special taste. <laughs> Tracy, I, I like it spicy. I already love you so much. <laughs> you got one of the slots. Look at that. Oh, yeah, it took us an interview. You got one of the slots. super special. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us, Brooke Cardis. Everyone go out and buy our album, which is called Tell Us Again. I have straight friends and other confessions. All right. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for joining us, Brooke. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks. Bye. 
So for two professional women like Tracy and I who travel a lot, the news out of last week with this Southwest plane was a little bit off-putting. It didn't really scare me because it's like the first time an airplane had had this sort of consequence in a really long time, right? It doesn't happen very often. But, um, right, the engine went out. The right? engine went out, and a piece of the engine apparently flew up and hit one of the windows, broke the broke window, it. and the woman that was at that window was sucked out of the airplane. But after that, the pilot flew the plane and did an emergency landing, and there was probably less casualties than there could have been when and if a less experienced pilot was flying the airplane. And the way that it was covered in the beginning was that she was a, it felt to me that it was covered as, can you believe a female pilot landed the plane? And if you compare it directly to the Sully story, when Captain Sully landed the plane on the Hudson, he was never described as a male pilot. Why the need to make it a big deal that she was a woman? So I think part of the reason he wasn't described as a male pilot is because there are, I can't actually find the statistics in front of me now, but 10% of pilots are women. It's a really, really low number. So the assumption is that pilots tend to be male. I don't think they were trying to say, wow, look, a female landed a plane. I think it was, holy shit, the female landed this plane. It was awesome. Those are the same things to me. They're not. I don't think that they are. I mean, why are we not embracing the fact that it is a female and she landed the plane? That's awesome. There are so few female pilots. She crushed it. Way to go. What if she had had an androgynous name? Would we have then felt the need to say it was a female? Like, what if her name was Charlie? Like my kid. Yeah, I think. And her name is Tammy Joe. They called her Captain Schultz, though, which obviously is not gendered. When I first read about it, I didn't realize that the pilot was a female. And in the beginning, it was written, Captain Schultz landed the plane successfully. And I was just like, oh, my God, that is great. Great. That's a captain. But the follow-up stories were, wow, she's a woman. A woman did that. Can you believe a woman did that? A woman did that. Like, that felt so patronizing. No, I didn't read any of it that way. I read it as, holy shit, this woman has nerves of steel. She kicked ass. I mean, this is very different than what Captain Sully, was his last name Sully? What he did. I mean, so he had an engine go out, and so he had to land the plane. The freaking cabin depressurized. Like, she not only had to quickly think on her feet about how to land this plane, she had to quickly figure out how to drop to 10,000 feet as quickly as possible before all the passengers died from lack of oxygen. So it's fair to say that this job was slightly harder than the job of Absolutely. And, you know, there was a movie made starring Tom Hanks about Sully. There may be a movie about this. I think that the, the disheartening thing is that the seeming shock of our news media that a woman could do it. So the news media tends to be to the left. So you get up in their shit about their way of reporting on things. I don't know. I I don't, I haven't read any of this. Not sequitur to anything that was. I mean, I'm not really sure that this is a partisan issue. Right, but your, your whole thing is that liberals are more supportive of women than Republicans are. I mean, as a whole, like you tend to say that there's a there's a war on women from the right and that the left supports women. So the media, the Washington Post, clearly run by the left. I don't know. I don't I don't think mentioning that she was a woman. Well, imagine that it went a different way. That, imagine that it was just if her gender was never called out. So, if I were to ever become president, which is most never certainly never happen. going to happen. <laughs> but I'd run your campaign even though I'm a democrat. Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. I would want them to scream from the rooftops first female president or we tried female to do that with president. Hillary exactly. and it sunk her. 
That's not my point. My point is my gender would be talked about, and it would be talked about in a positive way, just like Hillary's was talked about in a positive way. She is a woman breaking glass ceilings. This was awesome. There are so few pilots. So perhaps this story will get more young women thinking about being pilots. Absolutely. Like, it's a good thing that they're talking about the fact that she's a woman. I I just wish they weren't so fucking surprised about it. I don't feel like they were surprised. When I read through the article, at no point did I see where it was like, wow, I can't believe a woman did that. I mean, headlines are headlines and headlines suck. And we know about clickbait and we know how everything gets out of hand these days. I don't know. I feel like it's actually it's good that they mentioned that she was a woman. No? Am I totally off base on this? No, I mean, now I find myself in a real Tracy Dietz moment of, you know, feeling like I identify with both sides of the argument. I agree that highlighting her gender and highlighting that her gender does not qualify her her disqualify her from the job, but let's celebrate that a female pilot who's in the minority of pilots did a really, really epic job. And so that's great. It's just what I said, that people are surprised that... In a round two of telling this story, the first round was it happened and the captain successfully landed the plane and it was tragic. And round two of telling the story is, wow, she was a woman. That's Where how that the felt. Artic- but was it? I can't remember. I mean, they were just showing up on my newsfeed, you know. Okay. So, which so maybe it was possibly a headline. Was, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But I was waving the a woman can be president flag fiercely in the last presidential campaign. And I'm happy to say that women can be, you know, she was one of the Navy's first female fighter pilots, and she's one of the few captains in these commercial airlines who's a woman, and all that is amazing. I just would love for people experiencing information or writing information to stop being surprised when women do good work. Right. That would be great. So I agree with you on that. It's totally okay to talk about things women have accomplished and actually refer to them. It's okay to be referred to as a woman. Yes. It's It's just in the right coming from right. the right person, right. you know, in with the right intentions, yeah. you know. All right, guys. So we hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast. We are super grateful that Brooke was able to be with us. And I hope that you guys all go listen to her album. And if you happen to live in Ohio and be a listener, I know that she does a lot of stand up there. And it's fun. Yeah, she was great. I can't wait for her to come to DC. Maybe <laughs> she can come crash the Stormy, Stormy Party. Daniels, with, that'd Club. be awesome. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Lots of fun, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Listen and subscribe to Dame It All to Hell on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, guys. See you next time.